0: previously on the loyal littles podcast i don't know can i switch topics and say what i'd love my tele i would love to teleport
1: so anyone any character that can teleport i would like that person oh okay cool and where would you go i would go everywhere and i
0: would never sit in traffic again
1: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the
0: WTFC Podcast Network.
1: Hey, Roxy. Hey,
0: Chuck. Hey, Littles. How's it going? It's going.
1: We're solo. No third wheel. Nope, not we're today. We're doing this at such random times. It's truly mind boggling how we're pulling this off, Roxy. We got some more snail mail. Yes, we did. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> These are great. I have to say, so Debbie Mittman and Mike Mackler, thank you so much for the Christmas cards. It's very appreciated. We love them. Not necessary, though, but yeah, we, we do But we, we do appreciate it. I'm kind of bummed, but I knew we wouldn't have time, Roxy, yeah. with everything going on in our lives and the podcast. Jamie Julian set up this, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like a chain mail something, I think, where you send other Littles. And all the Littles have been posting their pictures of all Aww. their Christmas cards. And it's been really, really amazing. And I don't know, I kind of wished... Maybe we would have got involved, but I didn't want to, like, put more on us. I know. You know, we've got so much going on in our <laughs> lives right now. But let's get into it. We have major corrections. One in particular. Of course, it's on me. Damn it.
0: I, I just, <laughs> Poor Chuck. I just want one
1: clean show here. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Chris Davenport. Just a heads up, Chuck. You referred to the Hogs as the defense. That's probably not going to end well. Well, you're right, Chris Davenport. It didn't end well. I got many a comments about it. I apologize to the Washington football team. But Chris Davenport, don't you have like some fantasy something to get ready for? I mean, maybe you should be concentrating on that. Uh. And not, not everything that Chuck gets wrong on the podcast. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Thank you for the correction. You are correct. And that was one hell of an offensive line. It really was. And I still like that idea about the pigskins. Yeah. I, know. I mean, I like the Washington football team, too. Now, let's move on real quick, because I considered this, except that our time schedules are so crazy, Roxy. Yeah. I literally considered having a five mediocre minutes for Marcy Dillon, who was just our last Meet the Littles guest. Okay? (laughs) I mean, this happened, I want to say, like 20 minutes after her episode dropped, Yeah. I think. She writes in, by the way, I can't believe we didn't talk about the emails of mine TK read on the show or when he started the show by thanking me for something, literally a highlight of my life. Or meeting Connie Chung at Chatter, and her saying, you're amazing. Sit down. Let's talk.
0: <laughs> I mean. It, wait, that, I think that's the ultimate bury the lead because you didn't even, you time. didn't even bury the lead on your episode. You waited right. until after, after your episode. the episode. I
1: mean, you, wow. Wait, c- Connie Chung said, sit down. Let's talk.
0: You're and, amazing. And, and, like that's, and That's you just, great. You
1: didn't bring. You didn't think that something the littles would want to hear about, Marcy. That's good I mean, stuff. I mean, we had a lot to talk about. <laughs> we and did your amazing work on the we World did. War II monument and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really hard when our brains are going in certain directions, and we have no idea that they could be going in other directions. And yeah, so. I mean, fair
1: enough, Roxy. Yeah. But I mean, just for the record, we do send a form out ahead of time <laughs> so you can think about it and write some <laughs> stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Marcy, we love you. That was such a great interview and we got such great feedback about it, which we're going to get to in a second. Mm-hmm. But Marcy also posted, this was really nice of her, she posted the clip from, of Tom Hanks and it was the People's Choice acceptance speech for Saving Private Ryan, referencing the World War II Memorial yeah. and it's, he, she correcting herself. She had said it was the Golden Globes, but it was actually the People's Choice Award, okay. not the Golden Globes. And she also said he was also at Bob Dole's funeral, which...
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that
1: was nice. So thank you for that correction, Marcy. And uh, Connie freaking Chung. <laughs> we could have heard stories about Connie freaking Chung.
0: <laughs> yep. Next time.
1: Uh, well, those five <laughs> mediocre minutes are going to have to come soon because... We're I, excited. I, I want to hear Connie stories. Yep. I really do. Yep. Yeah. All right, Roxy. Now let's get to some of that feedback, shall we?
0: Yeah, we heard from Scott Moffitt and he says, first, thanks for the shout out, Marcy. My mom moved to Richmond 60 plus years ago when she was three and still doesn't call herself a native Richmonder. The only thing more Richmond is how territorial people are about which side of the river you live on. This could be the first and likely only mention of the flood zone on any podcast. I was waiting for a tracks name drop. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely so not a native Richmonder. Maybe
1: not even a joke. I don't know what it is. I don't
0: think I've ever been to Richmond, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: well, I thought we... Oh, that no, was Newport we went, News. No, we went to Newport News. Newport News. I yeah. love Newport News. Mm-hmm. I that like was Richmond, fun. Too. Yeah. Uh, Todd Takei wanted to clean up a, another Barry the Lead moment. Not nearly as big as Connie Chung, I don't think. Sorry, Todd. But he did say Marcy is part of the TK Little's Beer Circle.
0: Oh. No, that was
1: not brought up on the podcast. That's either. fun. Marcy, are you writing these down for your five mediocre minutes?
0: Topics to talk Connie about.
1: Connie Chung, <laughs> TK Little's Beer Circle. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll just keep tallying these up, Roxy. Yep. All right. What's next?
0: Uh, we heard from Bobby Godfried, The hacka? Haka? Haka?
1: Uh-oh. Oh,
0: boy. Yeah. Whatever that word is. It's convenient
1: how I gave you <laughs> that one, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. He says, it is one of my favorite slash one of the coolest traditions in sports. Here's the one I believe Marcy saw and he posted a YouTube link.
1: Now, I watched that. It was very cool actually. It was very cool, very interesting. So I can totally understand what he means by getting to see it live. But yeah, I don't I don't know what it's about. I Bobby, can you go more into it or Marcy, and, whoever? And Marcy, add that the, to your, add that to the list.
0: Yep, and then also someone send me a voice memo on how you pronounce that. Oh yeah. Please. Yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> All right. So now we're going to shift around. Well, actually, no, this is still pertaining to Marcy's interview. Yeah. Um, we heard from Ritz. <laughs> this is that co-host didn't get on the show this episode, so sent us an email. It says, hey, Chuck and Roxy, it's almost two years since we met. I want to help you guys get on track with your legal documents and insurance needs. It's what I do. I know you guys are busy, but call me. It's a huge little suggestion. A huge <laughs> little suggestion. Well, that's what we called it on the last episode. Right, right. Those were my words. When you yep. use my words against me, Ritz.
0: <laughs> yeah, we really I mean, should right. do that, He's though. totally
1: right. And I completely, I didn't forget. I just, we talked about a lot of stuff when we met with him that day. Yeah, we did. Because him and his colleagues mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Yep. They do yeah. planning, retirement, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Pretty great. All right. Yeah. Speaking of.
0: Moving on. Yeah. We heard from Sully from Boston. He sure did. Little Chuck doesn't have a will. At his age? All
1: right. Fair <laughs> enough. Ha ha.
0: We'll get there. We'll get there. I guess I should have one too, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's weird to think about.
1: It's very weird. But it's, but it's important. Who was the one that died? I think it was Norm MacDonald. He was only like 60 or 60 something. And it's just like, holy cow.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. Now we're going to jump around, Roxy. We heard from David Patton. And he says, greatest review ever, Roxy. Did I stay awake for that? Thank you, Roxy. I almost had to pull over. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> what were we talking? It was a uh, leprechaun. I think it was the leprechaun. Yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then David also said, I'm from Detroit and a long-suffering fan. We will now figure a way to screw up the first pick of the draft. We'll go on a win streak and not get the pick. I don't know about that. I mean, I'd have to look at the records because I don't know if, how many two-win teams there are. I Are mean, we I'm,
0: talking about fantasy?
1: No, we're talking about real football. Oh. Where head-to-head matchups count, Roxy. Anyway, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say about that. And we think Houston or the Jets. I don't know. Anyway, what's next?
0: Uh, we hear from Mo. And he says, in regards to facts of life and different strokes, you totally nailed it with Lisa Welchel. We said exactly the same thing as you. And we absolutely thought facts of life was better than different strokes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was good, but it just wasn't as good as The Facts of Life, I guess. All right. Then we heard from Dina in Damascus. This one was really cute. This one's for you, Roxy. Okay. It says, at Summer of Littles 3.1, I was chatting with Jenny Robbins. My phone made the you have a text noise. As I was reaching for my cell, Jenny smiled sweetly and said, "Um, that was my phone. That's when we found out we both used the bewitched nose twitch noise as our text alert.
0: I like that that? noise. Yeah. Yeah. I like that sound. It's great.
1: Yeah. That's really cool.
0: That's so fun. I love when you, you, when you, when that happens, when you hear a phone go off and you think it's you, but it's somebody else. And it's like you have something in common with somebody that could potentially be a total stranger. Here's
1: the thing. I never have my phone switched on. Yeah. Mine's all vibration. Yeah. Because I'm too scared. Mine is
0: mostly, but there are definitely times where... I'm always
1: scared it's going to go off during a show. Yeah. Now, this show, I've been actually leaving my phone in the dressing room because Whoa. I can't... Re- well, because I can't really <laughs> use it during the show because right. we're on stage and yep. it's, it's nonstop. It's 80 minutes done. Right. You know, it's not like there's book scenes. There's no and, break for yeah, you. Yeah, there's no break. Yeah, you have no break. Yeah, I'm just still afraid it's going to go off. Yep. Yeah. So I don't even know. Honestly, I, I don't even know what my text sound is. It's probably just the ding, the standard, yeah. whatever it comes I think with. That,
0: yeah, I think that's the, the one it's always set to initially.
1: Yeah. All right, Roxy. It's now almost time to meet the littles, but we have one last one from Tony Beeson.
0: Yes, he says, Hey, Chuck and Roxy. This latest episode with Marcy Dillon was fantastic. I have a question and a few comments. Was Marcy implying that she worked directly with Tom Hanks on the World War II Memorial Project? When he was a little boy, my second oldest child came into the room crying so hard that he was beyond tears. Yes, he had just watched Nestor. When Uh... I... (laughs) Yeah. When I was 13 years old, Lisa Welchel was in the cast of The New Mickey Mouse Club. I was totally smitten. I wrote her a letter and proposed marriage. Disney wrote me back and explained that the cast members were not allowed to have pen pals. Thanks, Walt Disney. Thanks. Cool Aunt Claire is uh, 100% accurate on Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. It is also my favorite rendition of the story. I believe that you will be amazed by the music, which is far better than expected. Just for fun, I looked up Razzleberry dressing on the internet and was shocked to learn that Razzleberry is not a complete fiction, but rather a real thing. A combination of raspberry, blackberry, and blueberry. Wow. There's a lot in there. It's a
1: lot to unpack there.
0: I am so sorry for your second oldest child. Yeah, that he had to watch Nest. That he watched well, Nestor and cried. <laughs> and I'm actually impressed uh. that he
1: got a letter back.
0: Oh, from Disney. Yeah. I mean, it
1: obviously wasn't what he was hoping, but I'm just surprised they just they didn't took like, the time yeah. to write that. Right. I
0: wonder if they have those pre-stocked. You know well, what I mean? Like, oh yeah, pre-written. It, yeah, it didn't really. And they just have yeah. a pile of them that they just are yeah, sort of like, okay, here's another person we have to send one to. Yeah, here's another
1: crazy guy that we have to. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. And obviously, he's giving a a rave review to Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Yep, and
0: Razzleberry Dressing is real.
1: But we'll, uh, we'll get to ours. And I have some interesting information about the music that he brought up. But we'll get there. So you'll have to come back after the break. All right, Roxy. Time to get out of here. Great Meet the Littles guest as always. This was another one you were actually a little excited for because you've seen this person's name around the chat rooms and stuff. Yes. Now that you're a member of these TK groups. Yes. So we're excited. We'll be right back with...
0: Meet the Littles.
2: Hey, everybody. This is George Malley. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC
3: Podcast Network.
4: You wake up in the morning and you're half asleep, the first thing you say, it's not I love you, that'd be okay, okay. I get romantic and you softly say, only one word, and half asleep you simply say, coffee we
1: are being played in this episode by Tommy shear and this is a fun one this song is called coffee song plain and simple just a little fun thing that Tommy does guessing as a hobby because he actually owns a roofing company and it's called TNG Roofing Company if you like what you hear you can email him at Tommy at com that's Tommy at T-A-N-D-G-R-O-O-F-I-N-G dot com. And he also has a website by the same name, T-N-G-Roofing dot com. So if you like what you hear, you can reach out to him there and let him know. And as always, we'll play the full song, Coffee Song, at the end of the podcast. Oat
4: milk, goat milk, apple crisp, almond twist. One more? Half and half decaf, grande.
1: all right all you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and we have a fun one for you today roxy long time coming
0: yeah i've I've seen this name everywhere everywhere i'm very excited
1: i've been trying to get him on the freaking podcast for i don't even know how many months please welcome to the show mike mackler hey mike how's
3: it going Doing okay. Bit of a busy day, but I'm glad to be here on uh, Skype with you.
1: Oh, we're thrilled. Yeah. It's like I said, I mean, Roxy even knows who you are, sort of. We're meeting you now for the first time.
0: Ever since I joined this little world with, (laughs) (laughs) with Chuck here. Yeah,
1: full disclosure, Mike, she's what we call a tiny, not a little. Because she puts oh, up, okay. she puts up with littles, okay? yeah, or me specifically. Chuck
0: is the little that I put up with all these years, and I've heard so many things about the littles and about Tony Kornheiser. and I'm just sort of like, yeah, whatever. But when we started this podcast, I wanted to be the supportive wife, <laughs> and so now I've I've gotten into it a little bit. But yeah, I'm and not. So she's quite, joined the I'm Facebook not, groups, yeah, and I see your name pop up, and I'm like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what he's about. <laughs> So now we get to find out.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. So first thing we're going to do, Mike, what we normally do is we normally turn it right over to you and why don't you introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell us a little bit about yourself and like where you came from, where you grew up, all that kind of stuff.
3: All right. Well, my name's Mike Mackler. I actually just turned 39. Yeah. Actually, same birthday as Michael Wilbon. That's right.
0: Yeah.
3: Yes. Yep. Okay. And let's see. I was born in New Jersey, but I grew up in Maryland. And I have lived for the past 15 years or so in Delaware. I am not in the area that uh, Tony Summers in. I don't have that kind of money. I've never been on Monday Night Football. (laughs) But yeah, I'm a salesman and that's my day job. But I do plenty of other stuff in my spare time. I've done a lot of writing throughout my life, mostly on the comedic side of things. Ooh. And I've done a little bit of acting, which has been facilitated by uh, the queen of littles, Claire.
0: Oh.
1: oh, wait, is this movie acting you're talking about?
3: Is that what I'm uh, short films? My first short film, Claire put out a call at the last minute uh-huh. to basically anybody you can help her out in one of the parks in Wilmington. I showed up and uh, I played what was originally dubbed creepy guy, <laughs> which was the part I was born to play. <laughs> It was originally changed to Street Person. It was a short film. Okay. And then after that, the person Claire works with, Gordon, he uh, put out a call for people to work on a short film on beer, specifically bottles versus cans. Ooh. Ooh. So that was about a half hour long.
1: Did Tata K write that or no? (laughs)
3: Yeah, no, it was one of those things, it was going to be big, there was this huge tour plan for all these microbreweries across the country, mm. and then COVID hit.
0: Oh, no. Uh.
3: So, yeah. So wow. um, that
0: would have been great.
3: It was great, though, we got to do a big premiere in the city of Wilmington, and got our own microbrew taken care of, so, yeah, it's nice to be able to do stuff like that in my spare time, and hang out with some cool people, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, and it's all because of the Littles community. That's
1: amazing. Now, let's go back. We'll come back to that for sure. Now, did you go to school?
3: Yes. I, you mean college, Yeah, I, sure. Yeah. I uh, went to University of Maryland, graduated with a uh, BS in marketing. Very rarely use it, even though I'm in the business world. But yeah, that was actually what started my, I guess, if you want to call it a hobby, not really a career, and uh Comedy writing. I joined the on-campus humor newspaper at Maryland, and that was a really cool experience. But yeah, I got to be there for the uh, winning March Madness tournament for the first time. Got to be there for uh, Ralph Friedgen's first year. We won the ACC. So it was really, it was a pretty cool time. And that was really when I first started to follow Tony Kornheiser, to be honest with you. Gotcha. All
1: right. Cause that's always our next question is how did you become a little and how did you start following him?
3: So you're saying while you were in college. Well, what happened was I had a little bit of a different introduction. It was a Saturday night about 11 o'clock. So of course I was sitting alone in my uh, dorm and I was flicking around the TV and I saw the show. It looked a lot like ESPN sports reporters, but it was local. Mm. It was full core press, and that was hosted by George Michael from the George Michael Sports Machine, and it was David Dupree, Michael Wolbon, and Tony Kornheiser. And I knew a little bit about Tony Kornheiser, and Michael Wolbon from like you know like little clips on the sports reporters right. or them on ESPN Sports Century. But I really liked it, and it happened to be that I started watching it, and then all of a sudden I hear oh, they're going to do their own show on ESPN now, and it's going to be like this. And from literally the first episode of PTI, I'm like, this is the greatest show on TV. Mm. And from that point on, you know, being in D.C., getting a bit of a local references, and right after the show started, not sure if I have the name right, uh, Josh Maurer, I think was his name. Mm. He was their first intern, and he was a student at the University of Maryland. And... He had everybody on the cast except Tony because it was after 8 (laughs) p.m. Do a speech at the University of Maryland or more of a Q&A and getting to meet everybody there, getting to meet Tony Reality, who was still known as Snap Boy. Yeah. Briefly talking with Will Bond. It was a really cool experience. Me and my buddy Steve went to go and it was kind of that just cemented it as, okay, 5.30 p.m., as long as I'm near a TV, that's what I'm watching. It was one of those things where... My buddy Steve knew somebody at the J school and he's like, "Ah, right, we can go, you know, let's just show up, see what it's like. And we go there and in a 500 seat lecture hall, I think there were like 600 people there.
0: So, oh, great.
3: Wow. Yeah. And thankfully, Steve's one of those guys. He kind of like knows somebody everywhere. So we got front row seats. I think we sat next to a few people who were connected to the show. So it was a really cool experience wow that's so great it's
1: so neat that you guys have can have those kinds of experiences mm-hmm. too
3: oh yeah yeah being close to dc was definitely yeah awesome
1: sure now speaking of dc so does that mean because i know you said you were born in jersey but are you mainly a dc based what where does your fandom lie
3: well here's what i like to say so i grew up in northeastern maryland in the 90s so i'm in that weird spot where there was no football team in baltimore at the time mm-hmm. right so i followed my dad's fandom, and I'm a New York Giants fan. Uh, on my own, I became a Baltimore Orioles fan. Okay. And you can see why for the past five years or so, I've mostly focused on motorsport. Now, why didn't you go Eagles?
1: Because that's cl- technically closer, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'd say, well... So besides that, the, the,
1: the fans are jerks, but besides that...
3: That's a big reason why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's funny how things work out. One of the big reasons why was one of the biggest bullies in elementary school was like a huge Eagles fan. Oh, yeah. Gotcha.
0: You want nothing to do with that. Yeah.
3: And, you know, it was also because I picked up football from my dad, and he was a really big Giants fan. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, and just to give you an idea how weird it was, I was a fan of, this is a big callback, the Baltimore Stallions, uh, Baltimore's very short-lived Canadian Football League team for two years. So I became well acquainted with three-down football.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Honestly,
3: Uh, very few people do. They were originally going to be called the Baltimore CFL Colts and the NFL put the kibosh on it. So Mm. they were the team with no name. And then, of course, the minute that the Browns announced, oh, we're moving, they skedaddled out of town.
1: All right. Well, now I have to ask because what we call it here at the Loyal Littles podcast, we call it lurking. We don't call it stalking. Right. Okay. So okay. We've, we did a little lurking and your profile picture has you coming out of this like stock car. So I know you're yeah. a big NASCAR fan and you kind of said that's because of your fandom down there. Can you go into that a little bit?
3: Okay. So it really started when I was a little kid. Uh, my dad became a fan of it somehow and got to the point where he opened up a NASCAR store, and that kind of got me into the sport really big. I always say the first race I ever went to, my favorite driver won, Kyle Petty. Mm-hmm. And that was literally the last race he ever won. So, oh, wow. Uh, my introduction to NASCAR is, okay, I got to see my favorite driver win, and then it was 10 years of heartbreak. So. Right. <laughs> but it's something where I've been to a lot of the races down at Dover. But for the past 10 years, I've been writing about NASCAR on my website, which is spaderacing.com. And for the most part, it's comedic. I do occasionally go into more serious uh, territories. But yeah, it's just something where I kind of grew up around it, got out of it a little bit when I was in college, and then just kept falling back into it. Just decided, all right, I love this thing. Yeah.
1: It's so interesting. And do you, uh, do they have trading cards for that too, right?
3: Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, like... I'm I'm big into that. I typically will do kind of a old school unboxing where I just open up the packs, make witty slash snotty comments about the cards and I'll <laughs> post them on my site. The good thing is that while the season is going on from February to November, I typically will update about four times a week on my website. So oh, wow. yeah, it's it's really a creative outlet. And I love to write about it, and it's really kind of like my number one hobby, I would say.
1: Wow. So who's your favorite driver currently?
3: So I would say right now it's probably Bubba Wallace. I've always been a fan of the Petties and when he drove for Richard Petty, I thought it was kind of like Kismet. I'm a little bit of an outsider when it comes to NASCAR myself. So him being the first black driver, it was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, I've stuck with him. I think him going to 2311 Racing, which is co-owned by Michael Jordan. I mean, I was a big Jordan fan growing up, as a lot of kids were. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Roxy's a big fan because of Space Jam, but that's a whole whole other story.
3: Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things, too. I mean, I've met a lot of different drivers through the years. And with very rare exceptions, they're pretty much all nice guys. They're at the very least courteous. So mm-hmm. sure. it's not like I go in as a diehard fan of this driver, that team. It's... You know, I, I'm sure it's the way a lot of people look at stuff when they're around it all the time. You just want to see everybody do well and you want interesting stories. Right. right.
1: Well, I have to say, and I think I've told this story, so I'll keep it brief on the podcast already, how a lot of people don't even think they're athletes and things like that because it's they're sitting in a car driving, right? But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll never forget. It was 2001, uh, NASCAR 2001, PlayStation 2. <laughs> And, oh boy! <laughs> well, no, this is when I earned <laughs> mad respect for them because I thought, you know what, I'm going to do one of these just to see what it's like. You know what I mean? And I sat there for literally three hours yeah. in front of the TV going in, going in this oval and I, I thought about it and I was like, holy cow, like if you actually did this in a car going like 190, whatever, how, how fast do those go? The Indy?
3: It can, uh, I mean, in in NASCAR, they can get up to 200 miles an hour. Okay, yeah. Wow. In a car with no power steering. Right. And with 39 other guys inches away from you. And, oh, by the way, it's about 140 degrees in the car. Right,
1: exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I I know that sounds insanely stupid, but that's when I kind of started earning respect for them because I'm like, okay, I didn't get up to go to the bathroom. I didn't do anything, you know, and you're just sitting there like, Going in this oval, I mean, it's just so monotonous, and it was just like, wow, they do this professionally in a real dangerous situation. I'm sitting in a living room with a joystick, for Pete's sakes. Wow. Who's going to call me out on that? PlayStation didn't have joysticks, but you know what I mean.
3: I understand. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I did, in this my profile picture, I did 10 laps at Dover for my 30th birthday. Oh,
1: is that what that is? Okay.
3: Yes. It's basically the NASCAR version of like a fantasy camp. Sure, right. You get a little bit of training, you sign a million forms, and then you're allowed to take a decommissioned stock car out on the track for 10 laps. And just 10 laps going at probably 60% of the speed they would normally do. I was worn out. Right.
1: Wow. That's great.
0: It's so funny. I was just thinking about my one experience with, I guess, it's not really an experience with NASCAR, but last time I went to Disney World with my family, we went on the, I think it's the test track ride. Test track, yeah. And I think it doesn't go nearly as fast as that, but I, it was wild to me. Yeah. I'm like, wow, yeah. people actually do this for a living. Wow. That's so cool. And that was a long time ago. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, Mike, you can stick around, right?
0: Oh yeah.
3: Okay. I, all right. I've,
1: we got to take a quick break, but we'll be back because we got lots more. To, we got to get into your movie career yeah. a little bit more uh-huh. and your we acting see. career. Uh, Cause that interests us obviously. So, all right. All you loyal listeners we will be right back with meet the littles. <laughs> This is
2: Laurie Sayo from D.C., and you're listening to The Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to The Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Roxy?
0: We're here with Mike Mackler. I and mean,
1: NASCAR delight it's, here. I'm
0: having a great time.
1: Yeah, we're learning a lot, actually. and But we want to hear more about this acting comedy career you have. Um, now you kind of went into the the couple movies and that was because claire posted something and you found it yes okay because she just posted one recently about needing an old-time baseball player oh really yeah and i was very tempted yeah but i'm up in new york so there was no way i could get down there to do it because we're currently doing shows ourselves right now yeah it was a busy time but so how many of these have you done with her
3: So I've done two. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was two short films. And the person that Claire works with, Gordon, he pre-COVID would do a yearly short film festival here in Wilmington. And if it was, say, seven or eight films, typically one of them would be one that he would make. So that's kind of where that came from. And, you know, obviously having Claire in your corner is uh, never a bad thing. So uh, the the film festival was really making a lot of progress. And then, unfortunately, you know, the world ended. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah, getting to do that was pretty cool. I mean, separate from that completely, I also was a, a voice on Fortune Tellers on PTI a few years back. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's always fun when you get that call from Bonnie. That's always fun. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh,
0: I was sweating so much and (laughs) shaking. Like my heart was pounding in my, I was so nervous. The first time you
1: didn't even tell me. Right, I
0: surprised you. Mm -hmm.
1: And then the second time she actually got the call while I was with her.
0: Yeah. And so yeah. I, and I couldn't actually, understand the name she was trying to get me to say. And <laughs> finally, Chuck had to be like, he could kind of hear me trying to sound it out. And he explained so I what it, it her, was. But
1: then I had to like quickly turn away because I, right. didn't, like he was gonna, laugh, right. I didn't want to like make her laugh. Right. Because I didn't want Bonnie to be like, all right, forget this, you know. <laughs> yeah. So <I> was like,
0: <laughs> but it's exciting to be on Fortune Teller. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: And what had happened was, geez, I think it was like 12 years ago on a whim I found the address for the PGI Studios, mm-hmm. and I sent. A, it was basically a Wilbon Kornheiser 2012 bumper sticker, like a presidential election. Thing. Oh, fine. Oh, nice. And then I found the email address for the show. Got connected with Bonnie, and she put it up on the set, which was pretty cool because I got to tell oh, people for a neat. while, "Hey, that's mine." And oh. really cool thing was I sent one in in 2016, and for a few weeks, it was on the Emmy on the desk
1: oh very cool wow
3: yes and once i self-published a book a few years ago and i told bonnie look really mean a lot to me if you could put this on the set for one day and sure enough she did so bonnie gets it done as they say she sure does
1: and now can we go back for a second so you Mm -hmm. have a book (laughs) yeah we we Um, call that burying the lead on the loyal little spunk yes (laughs) i mean you did cop up and say it's self-published but still so talk it tell us about that
3: Well, what happened was it was one of those things where I'd been writing on my website for years and I kept saying to myself, I'd really like to write a book about NASCAR because Tony Kornheiser has said it, the the smaller the ball, the better the sales, which is why there's a million golf books, but there's like five basketball books and NASCAR, there's virtually none. So every year for the off season, I try to come up with something I can kind of, right over a long weekend just post throughout the off season and I came up with an idea of what ifs, what if this had happened what if that hadn't happened and I start writing them down one day and you know for the off season I would eat about 12 and after about 15 minutes I literally had about 50 of them and oh, I thought wow. to myself wow. huh there might be something here so I came up with a huge list whittled it down to 100 and That's what it became. It's um, NASCAR's 100 What Ifs Unauthorized. Now I have to double check. I might be getting the title of my own book wrong.
1: (laughs) Details, not important. 100
3: Stock Car Racing What Ifs Unauthorized. (laughs) But it's 100whatifs.com is how you can uh, get to it. Yeah, it was something where I wrote it on on a vacation that I had. Took a staycation and just wrote it the whole time. And edited it to the point I was sick and tired of reading my own reading and finally came out with it and yeah so i can say hey i'm a published author
0: wow that's amazing that's so cool that's
1: so cool and the editing thing i totally get it (laughs) you know when i'm listening to these episodes for the fifth time before i even release it it's Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm totally sick of it by the time it comes out so i'm like that's kind of a bummer actually but
0: yeah yeah. i guess it's just part of the process It's part of the process
1: i want to make sure it sounds good i want to make sure our guests sound good and all that kind of stuff but i totally understand i can only imagine doing a whole book you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, I might have had this wrong. Did you say you like to write for comics or you are a comedian? What was that all about?
3: Oh, uh, no, I like to do comedy writing. Oh, okay. So doing stand-up is probably one of those bucket list type things. I mean, I would love to try it sometime. I mean, I'm, I'm a, definitely a stand-up comedy nerd. I
1: mm-hmm. love going yeah. to see
3: comedy shows into a few this year since, you know, things have opened back up. But yeah, I mean, I wrote comedy in college, had a great time doing it, and I loved writing in a huge group. Yeah, it's just, I've I've always been better at writing silly than writing serious, if that I makes got you.
1: sense. I Well, you'll have to go back and check them out. We had, you know, Jared Fried, and then we had a... More, he even calls himself more of an amateur. It was Jeff Heisen, right? Yeah, way back when.
0: Way back when. Way
1: back when he oh, was. Okay. Yeah, uh, but Jared Fried, obviously, really great, well known Tonight Show. He does the comedy cellar here in New York all yep. the time, and he was yep. actually telling us a fun story where he literally got the call for the Tonight Show like literally two day a day technically mm-hmm. before he was going to do it because they had you know they already had his set approved and all that stuff, and he just you just never know when you're going to get that call. So it's exactly yeah, yeah kind of cool. Well. Mike, I mean, unfortunately, we're almost out of time, but on the Loyal Littles podcast, we pride ourselves in asking our fun, dumb questions. We hope that's going to be okay.
3: Oh, go right ahead. Fire uh, a wolf. Well,
1: careful what you wish for. All right, great. Roxy, what do we got?
0: Well, you brought this up before, and I think this is a great new question that we can start asking our Meet the Littles guests, but beer out of a bottle or beer out of a can?
3: Oh. Okay, so funny you should ask that. My <laughs> participation in the special was actually a taste test once it's been poured into a cup can you tell if it's from a bottle or a can and i couldn't however as i said and this is my one line that shows up in the short film itself drinking out of a bottle makes me feel slightly less white trash than i actually am
1: (laughs) that's a great point
3: i I agree That's brilliant. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you
1: say that because I've gone to a couple places where it's mostly cans mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because it's these specialty yep. brewery type. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, you always just feel a little, I, I mean, I hate to say the a word boy, more trashy, classy? but yeah, you feel a little more classy mm. with a bottle, even yep. though it's Bud Light or Michelob Ultra or, or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or of
0: course, uh, Sam Adams. Or Sam Adams.
1: <laughs> All right, let's see. What else? Where, where do we want to go from there? That was a good one, Roxy. Thank you. Garfield or Heatcliff?
3: Ooh, that is a very good question. So, as a kid, I was definitely more of a Garfield fan. Mm -hmm. If you were to ask me this question up until about six months ago, I would have said Garfield. What happened was, a friend of mine on Facebook turned me on to the current Heathcliff comics. Which, if you ever find them online, and they're easy to find, they are so incredibly bizarre and just almost like avant-garde. It's crosses over from being just a dumb comic about a cat to almost like performance art. Interesting. So now I would say, You're yeah. saying this is recent? Well, the the guy who draws it Peter Gallagher, he's been doing it for probably about like 15-20 years. And I think it's one of those scenarios where it just kind of got picked up online as here's this comic that you probably haven't thought of since you were 10 years old. Right. And it's just absolutely bizarre. So it's like when you go to a modern art exhibit and everybody says, oh, I could have done that. Yeah, but you didn't. <laughs> right, that's how right. I feel. When you, when you have a comic of Heathcliff painting a robot and Heathcliff's owner says, he's painting one of his robot nudes. And <laughs> you just say, yeah, anybody could have done that, but no one else thought to do it. Right,
1: <laughs> right, Well, that's, that's interesting. I'm glad we asked that because that sparked some... Uh... I don't know, some fire the last couple of episodes uh, yeah. with one of our <laughs> past guests recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, he That's actually, right. and I do believe I'm quoting, he said, Heathcliff is trash, <laughs> I believe, is what he said. <laughs> uh, so maybe he hasn't checked these out. So anyway, Roxy, what do we yeah. got?
0: Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize?
3: Mm, good question. All right. So assuming that I can't win the Daytona 500, <laughs> uh, that ship has sailed. I would say probably a Nobel Prize. Cool. Oh, nice. I mean, I do have a little bit of that Jewish guilt of, you know, you want to make your mom proud. And I think that might be the thing she'd be the most proud of. Mm. Oh, I see. That's sweet. I And like an that. Oscar
1: for your short film? Well, you don't get an Oscar for a short Yeah, they do, actually. Yeah. yeah. They're,
3: they're Yep. Yeah, uh, technically, we could. I mean, you know, yeah. people could look at it and say, you know, when I saw Mike Mackler on the <laughs> screen, I believed he was homeless. <laughs> right.
1: All right. Kind of going in the... I'm going to go just because that one did so well, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be?
3: Hmm. My favorite cartoon of all time is The Simpsons. Okay. So I would say probably a character on The Simpsons. Uh I don't know which one I would necessarily say. I mean, maybe Bart, just because I started watching the show when I was about Bart's age.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's good. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party?
3: All right. So I would say it would probably be. Okay. I'm going to get a little sappy on this. Okay. So I would say probably my grandmother. She passed away two years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was a diehard fan of Johnny Mathis. Oh. So ah. I would invite Johnny Mathis and then she could talk to him. Aww. And then I'd say for the other person, uh, it's tough because I would love to say Tony Kornheiser. But we both know he'd be miserable the entire time.
1: Well, he wouldn't come, first of all.
3: (laughs) Exactly. He'd be forced to go. So, I don't know. Part of me would actually probably like to say someone like, honestly, like Wilbon. Yeah. Um, Just because he obviously has a lot of great stories. He obviously knows a lot of famous people. Yeah. And I get the feeling, I know he's not a big drinker, but maybe after a few Cure Royales, he might open up a little bit more about what Tony's really like.
1: Right. All right, Roxy, a couple more, and then we got to get out of here.
0: All right. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Smooth. All right. Do you put chips on your peanut butter and jelly?
3: Okay. This might cause a little problem, but I don't like peanut butter and jelly. I've never oh. Been
0: jelly.
1: Oh. Well,
3: That's
0: not a problem.
3: Well,
1: this is interesting then. Okay. All right. Now now we're deep diving. <laughs> Although I
0: wonder it. if you put chips on it, you might like it better.
1: <laughs> I doubt possibly. It. Possibly.
3: Probably not.
1: So w- where's that coming from?
3: I don't know. Just when I was a kid... I love peanut butter. I still do. Mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, when I would ask my mom to make it just a peanut butter sandwich, and that's what I would eat. Hmm. But, yeah, definitely more of a cold-cut guy when it comes to sandwiches gotcha. anyway. Yeah, I've never been into jelly. All right.
0: Would you rather be the most popular kid in school or the smartest kid in school?
3: So I could lie and say smartest guy in school, but honestly, I would, pre- would have preferred to have been popular yeah. in high school. Yeah cool uh, really also i mean um i thought of myself as pretty smart in high school i experienced that so maybe i'd like to experience what it's like to actually be popular yeah
1: all right well sort of on that topic what's the worst thing you did as a kid
3: the worst thing i did as a kid hmm. well when i was a really little kid i uh i tried to eat airplane glue
1: oh wait airplane glue oh you mean like model for models yeah like super glue gotcha
3: yeah. And got uh, taken to the hospital have my stomach pumps. Oh. oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Well, it is true what they say. You know, if you let the kid make the mistake, we'll never do it again. I've never ate glue ever since. Yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, it's,
3: it's
1: interesting that you said that because we've been doing a little holiday decorating and mm-hmm. we had to glue something together and I got some of it's gorilla glue essentially the same uh-huh. thing on my fingers and that sensation and i can only imagine what that must have been like in your mouth <laughs> i
3: can yeah, i have almost zero memory yeah oh, good. Good. i'm glad cuz
1: it's <laughs> yeah it's bad so anyway well mike thank you so much for taking the time to meet the littles here now take a second we dropped a few things during the episode but we want to give you a chance now to plug everything i know you plugged uh, your movie your website stuff like that but do that again for us
3: all right, so my most frequently updated website is spaderacing.com. Uh, that is updated four times a week in season, but I am doing uh, twice-weekly updates during the NASCAR off season. It is uh, NASCAR comedy cards and commentary, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy my book, it's available on Amazon via paperback and Kindle. The easiest way to get there would be to go to one zero zero what ifs.com 100 what ifs.com that will link you directly to where you can buy it in addition to that if you're not a nascar fan but you would like to become one i do have a website nascar for newbies.com that is a 10-part series and it's very simple on how to become a nascar fan what it's like what it's like to go to a race for the first time frequently asked questions things like that and uh, i also have a website RaceShopReviews.com. If you're a hardcore NASCAR fan and you're in the North Carolina area and you want to visit the race shops when they reopen, I have detailed information on there, although it's a little out of date at the moment, about every race shop, where to go, when they're open, and what to see.
1: Wow,
0: that's amazing! You are
1: like NASCAR God.
3: <laughs> oh, thank
1: you. I appreciate I mean, that. Seriously, well, we've never—I've never been to one, so I, I'm definitely going to check out that newbie. One and we'll definitely put all those in the show notes for you when the episode. Oh, airs. great!
3: That'll have to be a remote for you guys. Me taking you both to your first NASCAR race. Oh, oh that'd
0: be fun! That would be fun. That'd be really cool. Now, yeah. you're,
3: you're also on Twitter, right? Yes, I'm at spade racing. Great, okay, uh, or Facebook.com/slash spade racing. Those are the easiest ways to reach me. I'm also on YouTube. You can just search for spade racing. I have some uh, video that I've taken of uh, lower level races that I've been to.
1: Oh, wow. That's fantastic. All right. Well, once again, thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this.
0: Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny.
3: Uh, I have to tell you, they are definitely not funny. There is nothing worse than seeing the same joke over and over again. Oh, that actually reminds me, though. I was at a hotel recently. I mean, uh, do you know how many robes there were there? I mean, and I mean, mean, I'm still having a heart attack from the Uranus thing. The odometer reading on my car. I mean, all the numbers match up. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) Aside from Claire, this you're the first person that said you don't like the Uranus joke. That's jokes. not
1: true. There's been others. I don't think so. Very rarely. This very is rarely. great.
0: That was gold.
3: Yeah, this is
1: good. This is good because we like it when we I have learned
3: it. from the best. I learned from Queen Claire.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. That's for sure. It shocked me a little bit. Yeah, me
3: too. That was great.
1: I don't know. You seemed like a Uranus joke funny guy. I don't know. I've, I don't know why, but you just came. But across- that's good to know. It's great. Yep. All right. Thanks again, Mike. We really appreciate the time. All right, thank you. All right, all you Loyal Littles, we'll be right back.
2: I'm Christopher Giannini from Memphis, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Mike, for coming on and sharing all those great stories. The NASCAR stuff was just unbelievable. Yeah. Because I'm not... I, I don't really, I never really follow followed it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. actually watched the Daytona 500 sort last of. year. Sort of. Sort of. She fell asleep.
0: <laughs> and then I woke up and it was still happening.
1: How's that for a review?
0: <laughs> like a half an hour later. <laughs> <laughs> half an hour.
1: But it was still <laughs> happening. So. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. All right. We hesitate to do this a little bit. We might do one. We'll do one. We might do two. But some of you might remember about three or four or five episodes ago, we thought we might do this new segment about reading unread emails from the big show. Right. Well, we did that, and it was a great photo that Ed Butt sent in with his odometer at all sevens, and he was going 77 miles an hour and all that stuff. And, you know, thinking back on that, I didn't even think this. I'm hoping, and especially if you took the picture that you had it the cruise control set. I didn't even think about that. He probably had the cruise control set at 77, so he could just concentrate on that and not worry about... You know, his foot on the gas pedal. Anyway, I feel like an idiot for that. Interesting. Coming to that conclusion earlier.
0: I didn't think of that either. So, So,
1: but the funny thing is, Roxy, and again, we don't want to step on any toes on the big show, but then literally like the next episode of the big show, all of a sudden, Tony started reading emails from like last March. Hmm. So I don't know what to do here. You know, I don't want to, we don't want to step on any toes, but we have all these emails. So we're going to do one more. Yep. Maybe it'll encourage See what happens. Them. Maybe it'll encourage them to keep going. No, because that's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We'd all rather get an email read on the big show than this show. I mean, at least I would. I mean, who wouldn't so. want
0: an email read by Roxy?
1: Well, that's true. All right. Maybe if you started reading all the emails, <laughs> I should let you read this one, but it's in front of me. So here's a little snippet that Tony Beeson sent in. And I'm still hesitant because this is recent, but he gave me full carte blanche. He wants me to play it. Yeah. It's really clever. A quote, a dramatic reading of a poem written in the style of Louise Gluck. It's actually kind of a video, which obviously doesn't do well for podcasts, but take a listen and maybe we'll post the link or he can post the link later on.
2: Old Man, Darkness. Night terrors brought on by visions of ill-painted trailers. Derelict hulks left behind by thoughtless, heartless gap year students. Impish kids who see the world selfishly as their own private RV playground. Old man, darkness, emptiness, sorrow, unreturned calls with angst ridden pleas Councilman, you cannot this isn't these right. This isn't right. my street. Am I wrong about this? Go play hide the trailer elsewhere, you ne'er-do-well spawn of rum-dum parents. Old man, darkness. Come on, Jesse. Let's go home.
1: So, Roxy, how about that? How great was that?
0: Uh, it was interesting.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Roxy doesn't quite get all that. That's the problem, because she doesn't listen religiously to the big show but I'll explain it to you off air. I don't want okay. to take its time. But Tony, nice job with that. All right, Roxy, let's get to our, I wish we had a little jingle for this, our Christmas special review. Yeah. Now, we've been doing this, and I came up with a clever little thing. We're going to now, we're going to give it a rating. Okay. How many Christmas trees? One, two, three, or four. See what I did what about there? about five? Well, is it five-star review? Yeah. yeah. I guess. Well, I thought it was always four stars for like...
0: Now it's five. TV, it's you five. go on Amazon and it's there five are five stars. stars. Okay, five stars. So five
1: <laughs> Christmas trees. Yes. Okay. All right. So we are at Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. We said last okay. episode that was cool Aunt Claire's favorite. So yep. we we're like, oh, we're going to try it, it. out. Mm-hmm. Now, before it even started, I was like, holy cow. All right. It says music by Jewel Stein and lyrics by Bob Merle. Okay. Now,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, can I interest you in writing Broadway shows, Gypsy, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and Funny Girl. Yeah. Which is coming back. Oh, it is coming yeah, back. there's an, a revival happening. They've been talking about that and for years. And thank goodness it's not with that chick from Glee. <laughs> oh,
0: I can't it. <laughs> <see. No. laughs> Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm so glad. I, yeah. I don't know if this other, this other girl might be 10 times worse. I don't know.
0: But I we haven't. Know. We don't know anything about her.
1: No. I, well, there's some stuff that's been written up on her. But anyway, okay. we'll, we'll get there later. But anyway, so Mr. Magoo. Now, it's obviously, it's The Christmas Carol. It's yep. Mr. McGee's A Christmas Carol. Okay. But I did want to bring in, we got some more emails and, and messages. So mm-hmm. we heard from Eric again. So what did he have to say? Because I kind of called him out because I was like, whoa, what about the Muppet Christmas Carol?
0: Well, obviously Muppet Christmas Carol is cool, but he says my favorite non-Muppet Christmas special is A Wish for Wings That Work. Hmm. I have never heard of
4: that.
1: Now, he posted the link, and I, it's the full thing, right? We yeah. Think? Okay. It's like so, 26 minutes. All right. Well, m- hello. That might yeah. be our next one. Yeah. A wish for wings that work. I love it because I've never even heard of it, much less seen it. Yeah. So that could be fun. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see. We're yep. not sure, but that, maybe that'll be the next one. Yep.
0: And then he says, Magoo is okay.
1: <laughs> so that's Eric's Eric's for you. <laughs> Period. Claire. It's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> OK, now we're going to find out if Roxy stayed awake because that's her basis. No, we don't have to do that. I mean, full disclosure, and you have a story to tell real quick about it. I do. Uh, it, it, me, too. Christmas Carol, the con- the whole Charles Dickens classic is just not our cup of tea. Yeah. How we'll say it. Okay? Yeah. It has nothing to do with which version, because I did this after I got done watching Mr. Magoo. I thought, and it's it's definitely been a long time if I ever saw it, but I put on the Muppet mm-hmm. one just to kind of like compare. I don't want to compare it, but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the same thing happened to me. But tell your story, right?
0: Okay, so I've never been a fan of A Christmas Carol. Now, Any version. Any version yeah. of it. Now, as I have gotten older, I've come to the realization that I think the message is good and and fine, and I like that. But I don't like the delivery of said message. The, I mean, it just always creeped me out. I don't care what version, if it's cartoon, even the Mickey Mouse one, like I, it just kind of scared me, and I never wanted to watch it. But I remember when I was growing. Well, this is why, right? I guess it started when I was four years old, and I saw the Christmas Spectacular for the first time. And then before they had the Nutcracker scene, which is currently in the show, they had a Christmas Carol scene, and I distinctly remember my mom or dad having to bring me out to the lobby because. I was so scared. I was just crying watching this. I was being obnoxious and loud and they had to like pull me out to the lobby to calm me down. Right. (laughs) It terrified me. Like it's a story about ghosts visiting you. And the last ghost is death himself. No, I hated it. I I hated it.
1: And I have a feeling that's what's i don't want to say jaded yeah. you but you know that's it's
0: so creepy and in the beginning with the ghost with the chains like oh it's just so creepy yeah i hate it
1: all right how many trees roxy
0: i mean i i would hate to say zero.
1: Oh, you can't really you're going zero wow <laughs> no.
0: i'll say one because wow look, she
1: was going look, zero Claire. the
0: actors the all the, the actors, effort
1: mr magoo the
0: effort <laughs> that it took to create this story I mean, wasn't
1: the music kind of okay I yeah mean, yeah i, yeah. Mean, cool. I, I mean, mean
0: it was also kind of funny that it started out where he's like going to the theater well, to start okay. a show and then all of a sudden it's like where'd the audience go yeah, where's the is, show go? Is, is it's it my turn like now? which medium are, which medium <laughs> are we in like okay. i don't know so
1: yeah so this whole thing is based on basically him being in the show yeah. on a broadway stage right. of christmas carol yeah and it's hilarious because they show all the broadway shows yeah. All the Broadway theaters. It's very cute. My favorite part is the stage manager, and I want one of these. Now, I'm not currently stage managing now, but when I get back, oh, baby. He walks in (laughs) and backstage, and man, the guy has a whistle, (laughs) like a police whistle, (laughs) like when he was trying to get order. Uh Order. You know, uh he's like, he just blows the whistle. I love that. Yep. I don't think that'll go over too well with my cast. But uh, (laughs) now, yeah, I will say it was a little weird because, of course, so it opens like you're watching a Broadway play. Yeah. Now, this is all a cartoon, obviously, but. Then it gets weird. And the other funny thing is because it's so old. And I yeah. understand. The yeah. audience is still like they, they don't move at all. It's, you know, it's one of those type of things. It's cute. And, but the play starts and the set piece, it's just like it turns into a cartoon, obviously. And so there's no way some of that could be happening on a Broadway stage. Right, right. But then about 20 minutes later, they come back to it where like it's the end of the scene. So then you see the audience again. And it's just. Oh, I, of,
0: did, I missed that. I, and, I fell asleep.
1: Oh, <laughs> She was dozing in it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know how I felt. I'll give it three trees.
0: Three trees? Yeah, it's
1: half-half. Yeah. Half. yeah. Okay. Because I didn't love it. But again, I think part of that is me being jaded on the whole Christmas Carol thing with Right, like you. right. And so I'm trying to review it for what it was yeah. as an ensemble piece and like...
0: Good for you. Yeah,
1: right? Good for you. The music, I'm factoring in the music. In fact, there were some really funny parts in the beginning. I really, and I, I'm a good, I, I do like Mr. Magoo. So three yeah. trees. All right. So we're not sure which one we're going to do that. We're going to try maybe A Wish for Wings that work. Yeah. That's what it was called. I've uh-huh. never even heard of that.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's That's, that's going to be, you know what? It came from Eric Lonergan. That's our tiny little suggestion for this week, since he's the one that came up with that title.
0: Everyone, your assignment is to go watch it.
1: And then we can all discuss together yes. next episode. Yes. <laughs>
0: Just kidding. <laughs>
1: Now, we did also hear from Lee Gordon. He says, excellent show as always. Here's a Christmas movie, TV show, actually, that isn't on your list because nobody's heard of it. Well, I just, there's another one I never heard of. Thank you, Eric. He said it ran once on NBC in 2002 and once on CBC. A freezer burnt Christmas.
0: Freezer burnt Christmas.
1: Now, here's the catch. Mm. Here's the Barry the Lead moment. I only know about it because I was in it.
0: Stop. No, right. Stop. Right.
1: So, okay, we might need some help on this because this was maybe going to be our next one to review because obviously we're very intrigued. Yeah. I did a semi-deep dive on this and I couldn't find any link for like a full length episode like on uh. YouTube or anything like that. I guess maybe we could still buy it somewhere. We could try. I Like I said, I didn't do a major deep dive, just right. a minor deep dive. But I think I also saw a link where there was like another one. So... Are there multiple versions of this? I want to make sure we're getting the right one. But, Lee, is it the one with um, Chris Parnell, Horatio Sands, and Daryl Hammond, I think is who else was in it?
0: Horatio is a great name, yeah. by the way.
1: This, hmm. How have we never heard of this? This is so great. I love, because I yeah. love Christmas specials. So yeah. this is great. And we, you know, we'll get to the, the classics. Right. Because I've got some things to say about Rudolph. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> six deers at the end i mean how do you not catch that i mean i I just don't get it but that's for another time another time another another christmas special review so now does this mean mr magoo gets four since you well i gave it three you gave it one
0: no we're separate (laughs) we're separate
1: claire i tried all right roxy we are out of time how can everyone get in touch with us and tell us what their favorite christmas special is or what they thought about mr magoo's christmas carol
0: uh you can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail dot com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast.
1: And most importantly, don't forget to head on over to Apple and iTunes. It's funny we say this every time. Why don't uh,
0: we prerecord this?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Well you <laughs> said you like doing it live. I do you said it keeps but i say
0: it the same way every I time know, I, so it might as well be all right, first of all littles
1: i offered this <laughs> months ago i, I want I to say remember. like eight months ago i offered to like let's just record it and i'll just plop it in every episode
0: mm-hmm. maybe one of these days i'll change it up
1: No, oh, you sound i mean you, you sound a little different i think do i no uh, you do a pretty hmm. good job anyway all right let's get out of here Littles, if you're out shopping online tonight, for Pete's sakes, don't forget to... Use
0: the code. Use the code.
1: Is Rob K. still good on the shop Tony Kornheiser? I I don't know. know. I know. Rob K., is it still good? Are you giving us discounts or... Let us know. Do you give the discounts? I don't know how that works. Have a great week, everyone.
0: Bye.
3: Huh. There might be something here. You wake
4: up in the morning and you're half asleep, the first thing you say, it's not I love you, that'd be okay, okay. I get romantic and you softly say, only one word, and half asleep you simply say, cause Coffee. You've got to have it every single day. So we get in the car, go to the drive through. It's not too far, it's not too far. They always ask. Americano, macchiato, dark roast, blonde roast, light roast, piece of toast, oat milk, goat milk, apple crisp, almond twist. One more? Half and half, decaf, Vente grande, caramel, coconut, cotton candy, latte, espresso. Kids, temp, short and tall. That's a real long list for us oh. I think we need more time oh. Could you repeat the list One more time One more time Cappuccino, Frappuccino, maricana, Macchiata Dark roast, blonde roast, light roast, piece of toast Oat milk, goat milk, apple crisp, almond choice. Grande caramel, coconut, cotton candy, latte, espresso. Kids, temp, short and tall. That's not all. Cappuccino, cappuccino, have it hot with alcolchino. Latte, latte, cold or hot. Vente, vente, ice to caliente. Want some more? Frappuccino, Americano, Macchiato, dark roast, blonde roast, light roast, piece of toast, oat milk, goat milk, apple crisp, almond twist, (sighs) oh yeah, half and half, decaf, venti, grande, caramel, coconut, cotton candy, latte, espresso, kids temper, short and tall, (sighs) that's not all. (laughs) Cappuccino, have
3: it hot with the Loyal
0: Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Croco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan.
3: Oh, I could have done that. Oh, yeah.